0: is even on planet podcast episode 63 i'm your host joel amadon thank you for joining me on this never ending quest to figure out how to teach better today on the podcast is friend family member and fellow enneagram enthusiast see that three f's there is nancy Bartelt. nancy how are you
1: Woo, i'm happy to be back
0: and you're here for the <laughs> intro which is which is great which is great Super thank fun. you <laughs> and and we're uh why and so why is nancy here on the intro so we we recorded an episode we, um over the summer you know we'll get into this in the episode too so we might be overlapping a little bit but we wanted i wanted to do an episode on the enneagram and self-care and like we had a previous episode that we talked about the enneagram and we saw each other at uh, Okaboji uh, uh lutheran bible camp i there's two of them that they're close titles to each other and always always get Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp. There we go. I got it. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. We'll give them some love because we love Okaboji. But anyway, we, we had that. We were talking about Enneagram and self-care and thought, hey, that could be a cool episode given pandemic and everything. And we recorded it a while ago but then we we had some we had some thoughts after recording and so that's that's why you're here and we're we're going to do kind of a, a beginning and end to the we're going to do the intro and the closer together but i'm going to throw it to you what like what were the thinking after what was the thinking after we recorded that episode
1: yeah so i don't know if you've ever hosted a guest on your podcast about being a guest on your podcast it's wonderful to be on your podcast so meta to be clear. this is great though it's so great um but being alone with your thoughts after the podcast was kind of where I had my moment. So, you know, when you get to do something really fun and cool like this and then afterward you're just like, Oh, you know, kind of thinking about it, reflecting about it. Like, I'm so glad I said that. I forgot to say that. Why did I say that? And I had this little moment where my most pivotal moment in reflecting was when I told you about Kendra's quote, or I'm about to as they'll hear. Um, about self-care being practices that um, help remember help you remember who you are your best self and you were like oh that's awesome tell me more and I was like blank and <laughs> I just went blank and I was like holy smokes like this was like this is like one of my favorite things about self-care my favorite ways to think about self-care and I am like drawing a blank this is so embarrassing and I said you know a bunch of stuff that they'll hear later and Anyway, um, I don't know. That just really bothered me that I was like not able to answer the question that I basically asked you to ask me. Um, and so, so I wrestled with that a little bit. And as I was thinking, um, I thought of something way back in middle school. When I was in middle school, I, ha- I just remembered I had this vision of this little list. I'm a cute little notepad, middle school girl notepad. was like what to do when you're feeling blue. And I just made this list of like you know favorite songs, favorite crafts, favorite places I like to go, and I just I, that just popped into my head. And so I have been thinking about these things that Kendra suggests, you know, that we should do for mm-hmm. years. Yeah, it, it was really important to me, and um, and yet in that moment when you asked me, I was just like dumbfounded. And had like, I don't know, tree houses or something came out of my mouth. And I was like, what in the world? People are going to come away like your, your, your guest wants me to go climb up a tree. I mean, seriously? Anyway. <laughs> go <laughs> so, climb a
0: tree. Yeah. <laughs> get up in that
1: branch. Yeah. But the um, kind of the point of all of these little reflections made me realize how, how distanced I was, as aware as I was of self-care being important. And as much as I love to talk about self-care, I had in that moment, in that season, with the crazy summer we had moving and the fall we had just like nonstop everything, I had gotten so far from actually practicing self-care. It was kind of in that moment of reflecting on the self-care podcast that I was desperately in need of (laughs) self-care.
0: So, so it's like, you're so close to this stuff. You had your little notepad with what to do when you're feeling blue and and, and like, think about this for a long time. And then like, it's almost at this critical <laughs> point, the thing that you know the most about, and all of a sudden that was like, and we, we talked a little bit before we started hitting record was like, it was like the check engine light just went on like, <laughs> like, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. This means a lot to you. And the fact that you're drawing blank on this and after this podcast where you shared you share some great stuff and i can't wait for people to hear this episode so i mean we're gonna to get to it in a bit but the fact that you know and i have a currently have a check engine light on in my car it just needs an oil change i just i'll get it i'll get the oil change
1: you'll do it i will do it i see
0: it but like the people the you know the person that says like you know the best way to deal with that light is just to put a little post-it right over yes. it you know the yes. fact that you're seeing it and you wanted to say something about it rather than you know what a lot of people do would just be I'm just going to push that down. I'm going to push those feelings out. I'm going to ignore that and just carry on and smile and everything's great. And, and, but we're, This is this is great. I mean, this is a part of self care, and and even even as I'm reading the intro, Nancy, I was thinking, thank you for joining me. It's never any quest to figure out how to teach better. Never any. It sounds exhausting. (laughs) Like we got to hit a pause here. You know, we need the oil change. We need the rest. And I remember, like, and 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 I'll be honest with you, when the semester ended and I got my grades in and everything, I was like, okay, now I'm going to do some house projects. The next day, I I literally crashed. I just I couldn't do anything. I mean, I you know, got, I've got the kids out and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was just, it was like it, <sighs> physically, emotionally. Exa- yeah, exactly. And it was, and like, I I didn't realize, you know, what the toll of this semester took on me. And so, and, and I, and I don't, I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone yeah. there, you know? And so, you know, we're thinking about teachers and we're thinking about, Hey, we need to hit pause. We need to get yes. better at self-care. And in the episode, you talk about leveling up skill. And so, uh, I know you had a, I don't know if you had a few other things to share before we jump in. Just
1: kind of, yeah, right along with that, um, that check engine light. That was, I think, one of the things I had forgotten to say in the podcast about the Enneagram. And we did talk about our stress and our t- our triggers and how those, if we treat those as a warning light, as that check engine light, that we, instead of covering it up, we say, all right, well, you know, I can choose to be curious about this and take that awareness to action, not just awareness for the T-shirt or something, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. let's move forward and um step into some action with that awareness when we see that light come on, definitely.
0: I like that choose to be curious. Like, I mean, not to say like having the check engine light regular maintenance. it's, it's a, it's a regular part of the the car's life. So yeah, we need to have a regular and just to cure. hmm, hmm, I wonder what I need right now. Like, do I need a nap? Do I need to, uh, (laughs) you know, we talk about singing hollow (laughs) notes. Do I need to do that a little bit? Do I need a walk, you know, do I need some things? So, yeah.
1: And I kind of think the my middle school remembrance, um, just sort of reminded me that like, we gotta, we gotta take that time when that light comes on to write a note to ourselves, you know, figuratively or literally, um, when we're when we're in a healthy spot that we can regularly you know check in on ourselves when we're stressed out, because um just those those reminders and those um, ways that we we are aware. but when we get in a spot where we're just like unable to do anything with that awareness, we want to check in regularly on on ourselves, yeah.
0: and so we're gonna um we're gonna we are gonna play the episode, but I want to make sure we' we're gonna tease a couple of things. So that's right. Um that's right. I think we are oh you want to go ahead tease I'm so away. i sorry. I
1: <clears throat> I think I was going to say just that the workbook kind of came out of this whole like oh my word, you know, what what is going on um with, you know, just thinking about how how we figure that stuff out and remember that stuff about ourselves. And so I've got, you know, just super a lot of stuff I've put into that and excited to share a little bit about that
0: toward mm-hmm. the end of the episode. <clears throat> And we got We're gonna we got a website and kind of a pivot in what you're doing and some kind of a, an exciting, uh, exciting new adventure. I'm I'm curious to hear a little mm. bit more about it, but we'll hear that at the end. So before yeah. anything else, before we let people uh, listen to the episode, it sounds good. Okay, here we go. So Thank here's a uh, here's our conversation on the enneagram and self care and lots of other stuff as well uh, with my conversation with Nancy Bartell. Nancy Bartel, thank you for joining me again on the Amazon M&M Planet Podcast. How are you?
1: Yay! I'm always excited to talk to you, Joel. I'm super honored to be here and chat about one of my favorite things, the Enneagram and self-care, something I'm still growing in myself, as as I think we all are. Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah, I put an exclamation point on that. And <laughs> so we had a chance to, I think, get a little self-care this summer when we went to uh Okaboji for some family camp and I just had this idea about you know revisiting our conversation our previous conversation about the Enneagram where we talked about thinking about the Enneagram with teaching and that was a great episode we'll put links to that in the show notes where we kind of went through all the types and thinking about uh, you know what considerations for teaching and all that and um, just a great response to that episode as well but then I thought about as we went through a global pandemic and or still in the midst of one Um, And thinking about self-care and, you know, a lot of people have talked about self-care summer and, you know, we had our self-care moment at uh, Okaboji, and thinking about that with our families and trying to get, you know, put some, put some fuel back in the tank, but thinking about, well, we all have different ways of viewing. And that's what kind of the Enneagram says, right? We have this different way of viewing. We each have a different way of viewing the world, experiencing the world. And so thinking about, well, what does the Enneagram have to say about self-care? And I kind of pitched that to you and we said, that's Sounds like a great thing. And that's what brought us here today to talk about um the Enneagram and self-care. And so, well, and I guess first of all, when I brought that topic to you, what, what did you what did you think about that? Like what what popped into your mind?
1: I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I hosted a retreat um, you know, with our uh mutual relative Shannon in February, focusing kind of on self-care. Oh, wow. okay. And um spent a lot of time thinking about it then and had developed some resources and things. And yeah, it's just such a huge need. And um, I was like, yeah, Joel, I've got a ton to say about this. That would be so fun.
0: Awesome. Well, and and, and also just paying attention to, you could know, pay attention to social media, but just having relationships with teachers and just seeing like,
1: mm.
0: how are they handling? Gosh. I mean, I just remember like going into, you know, from a, as a teacher educator, going into our semester it was like we would have weekly meetings with this group it was called the keep teaching group but there was like what what do we what's what's this what current situation uh, yeah what's class even gonna look like what or, what kind of personal protection what do we have to wipe down the tables between if you had a face-to-face mm. class or if you're virtual what yes. kind of like what kind of tools do you need to do that? Because you weren't prepared to like Zoom every day. (laughs) Like I built a closet to Zoom from. (laughs) Like all those sorts of things. And then that adds up, you know, all that sort of stress of, you know, adds up and then going through a whole year. And then now you think it's, I mean, we kind of got almost teased. I think we were in that space where, you know, hey, if you're vaccinated, you might not need a mask. And like, people are like, oh, it feels normal. And then it's like the Delta variant (sighs) coming. And it's like, Oh my goodness. And we're back in. And so, you know, thinking about self-care, thinking about your expertise, in the Enneagram. And so I just, this seemed like a no brainer uh, of an episode, because if we're going to teach, if we're going to figure out how to teach better, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of who we are. We're our, our main instrument in teaching, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes. I've thought so much about teachers and healthcare workers and parents yeah. and caretakers. I mean, there's just across the, helpers, the board yeah. so many people who, you know, you think it, back in March of 2020, like, okay, well, yeah, it's going to be weird for a week or two or a month or two. <laughs> and we had no idea. And just, yeah, that compounded stress on people's bodies and yeah. hearts and minds and yeah. lives and the loss and all of those um, components just made it so continually challenging. And like you say, we, th- we thought it was getting better and it's gotten better in some ways, but I really feel for the teachers. And I think I told you that I, I did a lot of substitute teaching right before the mm-hmm. pandemic, as yeah. it turned out. And that was my little you know slice of life of just loving, you know being in that environment and with the kids and with the staff and it was amazing, but it was so stressful. Uh, just thinking of being a sub and everything being, um, new in every moment, pretty much when you had someone <laughs> yeah. for the day, but just, but the, obviously lots of other deeper stresses, just when you're the teacher that comes every day, you don't have the newness, but you have a ton of responsibility right. on your shoulders. And, um, so then when I had that lens, once the pandemic happened, it was just like, oh my gosh, I can hardly even fathom how right. it is for teachers navigating all of this. So, so yeah, um, as we talked about the enneagram, sorry right, if I just kind of dive into no. those little basics. No, no, yeah. um, We're kind of assuming that our listeners have come into this episode with some basic understanding of the enneagram, but a couple little just bits that I like to remember before I talk about the enneagram. Well, and um, I guess just, before yeah. you'd
0: even get to that, yeah, like sure. just to say like. We do have the previous episode and then like you said, it's the Enneagram is everywhere. So there's lots of great resources if you're looking for primers and we're even talking about the road back to you is a great book, uh, yeah. to, to dive into as well. But, but, and you probably have other resources you might mention too as well. But anyway, if you need to like, we were going to go briefly, but then, and you got some other things you want to talk about too, but if you need to access those resources for it, this podcast is great. You can hit stop and come back to it. But anyway, but you've got, you've got some directions you want to go on through. Sorry for interrupting.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, no. Anytime. Um, but I'm glad you said that because we did talk about that's um, always there for people. The previous mm-hmm. episode yes. where we did go into types a little bit more detail with more detail. Um, but yeah, basically the Enneagram is just a great tool. It's a tool for relationships with ourselves and with others. It's like a mirror because we can sort of see a little bit more accurately how we are in the world. We can um, have some awareness of deeper reasons for why we might do things because it looks at motivation, not just at behavior. Right. And then it's of course also a lens where we can look at other people and how they are in our life and get a better understanding, some more compassion for how they are. Um, And then it's a map. It just gives us some really great ideas about how to navigate with um, just our own ruts that we get in, but then also with our relationships with others, how that can um, obviously for people, we get into trouble in our relationships yes. on a regular basis. Um, so so just all the tools that you can get within the Enneagram, and I love how it is um, comprised of so many layers. It really acknowledges the light, you know, the the gifts that we have and the dark sides that we have (laughs) and the different seasons and the way that we, you know, lean one way and lean a different way and might have, you know, just all kinds of things going on. It it makes space for all of those complexities of people. But as you said, nine ways of seeing and nine ways of being in the world. Um, And probably another just last little big thing that I like to um, remember is that it, it can feel to some people like a box that you're put in, but really it's just helping you see what box you generally put yourself right. in and kind of find a way out of it. Your best life is always lived beyond your type into other um, beautiful ways. mm mm-hmm. So, what we typically start to think about the Enneagram with as far as centers of intelligence, how we take in and respond to um, and process life. We've got our body center, our heart center, and our head center. And body center types are eight, nine, and one, and they typically are like, you know they want to want the world to be, what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They want it to be right. They want it to, um, Yes, just...
0: I do. Nancy. Yes, <laughs> I do.
1: <laughs> I love it. You you want to have control. I know that's kind <laughs> of a loaded word, but autonomy. I like that word control justice. You know, it should be the way it should
0: right. be. That's right. And
1: then our heart centered folks, um, are types two, three, and four, and they, they want to be seen. They want to, they're craving significance, seeking significance and, um, connection. And, um, And, uh, oh yeah, and so that's a really big thing for them. A central emotion for the heart-centered people is shame and or sadness. And then back to our body-centered people, central emotion is anger. Um, And then our head-centered people, five, six, and seven, types five, six, and seven, want the world to feel safe, want the world to be safe. They are seeking security. And so, of course, underneath that, when we don't have security, we've got fear. So um, I just think it's interesting to look at those different significant emotions and then, you know, think about wanting control, having, feeling out of control with the pandemic and the anger and unsettledness that can come under that. And then we want connection with others. And then there's this isolation piece that has Not stopped, even though it's evolved in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then um, the security that we all seek um, and how insecure and unsettled the whole world seems and just how all three of those big things that every person seeks um, in a holistic way. All of that has been upended by the pandemic month after month after month after month. And so one of my favorite self-care gurus um, is Kendra Dachi, the lazy genius. And she talks about self-care being the regular practice of doing what makes you feel like yourself. It helps you remember wow. who you are. I so like thinking of your best self, obviously, your you know, kind of your favorite you, your healthiest you.
0: So what does that make you think? So when you hear that, you pick that quote on and yeah. so what does that make you think of Like do you have specific actions that that makes you think of when you read that quote?
1: I have spent a lot of time journaling um, and just reflecting on, you know, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? And I kind of almost feel like it returns me to like being a kid and sitting up in a tree house and just like reading a book or at a slumber party, mixing shaving cream and shampoo and like doing little commercials with my friends in the mirror. And just, just kind of that, um, core sweetness to yourself when you're, whether it's creative or whether it's thoughtful or whether it's like getting stuff done or whatever. Um, for right now as a, regular grown-up mom person i have found that like dancing to the 80s music helps me sort of just remember sort of who i am and i don't know if that sounds super weird
0: but <laughs> sounds fantastic
1: that's one little thing well, a whole um, ba- oats
0: action yeah exactly. fantastic <laughs> so
1: many so many great tunes or baking baking cookies it's a simple thing but um being able to you know share those with neighbors that's a fun thing for me um But even aside from the things that you do, just, I think when we get in, I've had this um, recently too, just feeling lost in your schedule, lost in the flurry of what's expected of you um, in whatever field you're in, but especially we said with teaching and the weight that's on the teacher's shoulders, just like, where am I? What am I even doing? Who am I? I just, you're so like, you got to do this, you got to do this, and you've got to, um, think of this and this and this. And there's just like already being a teacher was was a hard job, you know, before 2020. And it's just unfathomably exponentially more difficult now. Um, And so, you know, tree houses aside, um, just thinking about how can you get back to just remembering who you are and um, feeling like yourself and you're grounded and you're feeling, um, you know, just some contentment, some level of contentment with the moment
0: yeah I mean you know sometimes I think you know a teacher puts so much stress on themselves you know thinking about you think about the entire class- and they are thinking about the entire class all the time, but thinking about yeah. the little the little bits of progress that they're making with individual students and then you know it's it's like they're not all moving at the same time at the same place mm-hmm. you know all the time and you know they take that to heart and thinking about how sometimes they're take the time to see the joy that they're that that level of development in some of these kids and like just being that that consistent face which during a pandemic was probably so important like to see that smiley face Mm and even if it was on the screen just to see like i mean that's why people were crying when Steve from Blue's Clues was on it. Cause like, they remember that face, right? <laughs> yes, that smiling face. Right. Like there was something powerful about that. And so, and the fact that of what he was saying in that message that recently came out, but like the same thing happens for a teacher that's building that connection with. So even if, you know, the, however, the educational experiences were, you know, probably that there's something to be desired, but still having that consistent presence in their lives meant a lot, you know? And so that's a way, I mean, they provided care, but then thinking about how do they provide care for themselves, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So huge.
0: So, and I don't know, I don't know if you had any other, um, anything else that you want to touch on, on just over or you want to jump right into.
1: Let's, to... Let me say just a couple things about the centers, back to the centers again. Oh, yeah. Again. yeah. Um, just because, um the little kind of just a little thought that I have with that goes with each of the center. Nice. Um, I might just mention that, um, again, because the Enneagram is not, it's something to learn about the whole thing because, um, it's all interconnected. We are all interconnected. Some people like to just be like, Oh, I learned about my type and I got my t-shirt and I'm done, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so much more than that. And so all of us, of course, need self-care for our body, self-care for our heart and self-care for our mind. And so, um, just one quick little thought about about uh, yeah. caring for our bodies is, you know, reset buttons, reset rhythms, something that just, I know they use this a ton in the schools where you can help somebody just take a brain break. Right. Right. And usually it has to do with your body. It seems like from what I've noticed, um, with your hands or moving your whole body or getting outside or exercising or yoga or dancing, you know, all of those things, those things I think are far more important than we realized, um, a book that I've not read, but I heard it's great is called the body keeps the score. And, um, I just think that even that title, It's so powerful (laughs) great title i believe it i haven't read it but i believe it yeah um and then just thinking about how every person needs to be needs to feel seen needs to feel understood needs Mm -hmm. to have connections with other people and so restorative relationships are are just something we need to really prioritize in self-care find that small circle of trust or that one person that one friend or family member that you can really have a good connection with regularly um and then just um thinking about our minds and the security that we seek that's so hard to find in this day and age is just realistic expectations mm. for my to-do list or for my kid in the classroom or for my own self rising to whatever it is i think i'm supposed to get done this week or this year um just navigating those and and being gracious to ourselves when we realize that that didn't happen but that that's okay. I, I need a tweak. That's like a bit, a whole humongous lesson in improvisation in yeah, yeah. so many ways, as far as navigating the pandemic. So.
0: But going back to you are talking about the body with the reset, and I wonder if part of that, you know, you think about the stress in that is like, well, like I, I'm in my, where I taught in my classroom or my, this was my classroom. It's yeah. six steps from inside wow. my house. And you know, used to be at work, it was a 10 minute drive home, small town, 10 minute drive home, but still there was like that kind of like switch, right? Yeah. That mental reset where I could put on the hollow notes or, you know, whatever I'm listening to. Uh, and so to like, you have that and so like, I don't know, because some people were working from the kitchen table, like there never was like this separation of spaces. And I don't know if, is was that like a taxing on the you think that was like a taxing on the body as well? I do.
1: In a way, it's like, oh, we're more relaxed because we're at home, but all of that little bit of margin at the end of the day or the beginning of the mm-hmm. day, those transitional times was gone. Yeah. And um, I haven't thought about it quite in that way, but I think you're so right that it that is kind of a taxing. Piece of it. Mm-hmm. Margin is something I think it, it's another just kind of basic self-care thing, building that margin into our schedules and even into our spaces. I'm a person as you know, who likes to have a lot of ideas and stimulation and whatever. And, um, I've noticed even just like with a space, if I can clear off a space that affects my brain in a good yes. way, <laughs> if I don't have so many options, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, so just, yeah, thinking about margin in all of the ways of self-care is uh,
0: impacted too, I think. Excellent. So, how can the enneagram oh. help us explain how we operate when we are healthy and when we are under stress? Yes. Specifically yeah. for number ones.
1: No, okay. I'm just Let's start with number one. <laughs> number <No. laughs> <Of> What. <laughs>
0: And for, yeah, number one's perfection. That's my, uh, that's the one I identify with. And it's, uh, it's creepy when you read the road back to you, the description It's like, yep, that you just ripped my soul out and (laughs) put it on the page. So there you go.
1: (laughs) Well, and I was listening to some things um, that Ian Cron has done lately. And I used to think about it, like um, thinking of ourselves in healthy space um, Mm -hmm. versus being unhealthy. Or, you know, aware versus unaware. The thing with awareness is like, dang it, I've been studying this for several years and I'm still not mastering it. It's getting, you know, baby steps better, but just by nature of being human, as we both all, everyone knows, um, the awareness alone isn't enough. Right. Um. And so Ian now actually talks about unskilled. He's like an unskilled person in this way. And I thought that was so interesting. I wasn't sure what I felt about it, but instead of saying unhealthy, if you're in an unhealthy place. And mm. I think what I liked about it is that um, uh, unskilled invites the idea that I could learn a right. new skill. I could practice. How are we going to learn? We're going to practice. Mer- and so if our mindset is such that we, we are open to learning, A new skill, then it's not as limiting as like. Well, I'm just unhealthy. How am I gonna?
0: Yeah, that reminds me. So we talk about yet language, and I'm sure you've used this as Mm -hmm. you know, like you uh, kid says, I can't tie my shoes. You'd say, Well, you can't tie your shoes yet. Like it's not like you're going to be 20 walking around not being able to tie your shoes. So it's going to happen. So. And then so like having that positive mindset, like it's it's gonna could happen tomorrow, could happen in two minutes, like who knows? And so and that and that there's a path to getting there versus yes, and and you'd see this with talking about math people, like there's people that say, Mm. I'm not a math person. So it's like genetically. I don't have the gene. I can't be a math person versus, you know, yeah. my relationship with math is not that great right now. Cause I, I need a better understanding. And so that says, Hey, well, I'm going to get, I can, there's a path to getting there's better. So I like, Oh, I like the yeah. Ian Cron. Like, did you do there, a
1: podcast about the mindset book?
0: Which uh, we did by Dweck. Is that the one? Thanks, so. Yeah, so. we did. We did uh, a, a, one. We did grit, uh, okay. but not, not the mm. mindset. There's another. There's a mathematical mindset with Dwack and Joe Bowler. That's, that's oh a masterpiece, goodness. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. But um, there, th- when we did the talk with, yeah, the, there's an episode, and we'll, we can link to it in the show notes self-promotion um Absolutely. with sam gilbert she talked about grit she did that with her um dissertation but she talks a lot about uh mm-hmm. dweck's work w- with mindset as well so that's a good one it's yeah, yeah. it's the same same perspective. reminded me yeah. of that yeah mm-hmm. just
1: open, open mindset kind of.
0: yeah
1: so yeah let's dive into the types um one thing that Suzanne Staville has said is that you can't take care of yourself without your, the number you go to in stress, and you can't experience healing without the number you go to in security. So when you look at the Enneagram shape, you see there's two lines coming out from your number, whatever your number is. Um, and those one of them is your stress number, one of them is your security number. The main thing to remember is both of those numbers hold... Wisdom hold you know mm-hmm. beauty for you to for us to look toward today. In the light of time factor, we're just going to talk about the stress number that kind of gives us yeah. some of those clues. And what we found, um, I was just talking with my good friend about this. She's um done a ton of great Enneagram work at, about stress and um just how uh yeah, just a lot of good things there. Um, but she was we were talking about how um you you might notice a behavior in yourself, and usually it's like the worst behavior of the number you go to in stress. Yeah. But then, if you look toward the healthier or the skill set, basically, mm-hmm. that that number invites you to in, um, in healthy ways, that helps you kind of get jarred out of the rut that you might be in. So, let's look at ones. Ones are perfectionists and can be super critical to themselves, um, want to get it done, will work super duper hard. Can be black and white thinkers and then that black and white thinking can erode into such a way that it brings up anger and self-condemnation and um takes them to a really potentially messy emotional place um which kind of brings up type four fours at their worst are super emotional and can really struggle with that and a one can kind of get to a really dark place emotionally and that's messy and they don't like mess and so that's horrible. But if we look as a one to the four and go, hey, can I be honest about my emotion? Can I start to sit with my difficult, messy emotions and have grace for myself? There there can be growth there. So comments
0: from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Let me wipe up these tears. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's, that's about it. And I, I see like when I'm under stress, like, you know, probably looking around the house and, and being you know, uber critical of the way my children are not doing everything the perfect way that they should be, or or then Orioles beating up on myself and some things like, I know maybe I overscheduled today because I missed a meeting that I was supposed, to, I scheduled myself and did not, people would text me about it. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. on my mind. And so all Ugh. those sorts of things happen. And, you know, I was looking at the book about this just because I knew we were having this conversation. And like the one the thing that uh, your Brene Brown sums up this healing message ones need to hear you're imperfect and you're wired for struggle, but you're worthy of love and belonging. And it's like that, mm. that message is something I think, Ugh. you know, needed to be heard more often during the pandemic. And it's like, yeah, that's a you know a skill like you know maybe that is something to to put out there to <laughs> on a post-it somewhere that i yeah. look at in my my little closet here um but just having those sorts of that that critic just it's like he he gets a, a a shot of steroids or something that's in my head like when under stress and that you're exactly right and so seeing how do i get into a more healthier skilled place is what kron would say um and then, and then you could you could see that when I was in we we're healthier spots and during the pandemic, you could see that with that because you move towards a seven, right? And so that's a little bit more playful, a little bit more, you know, enjoying the moment sort of thing. So that's yeah, right, see yeah.
1: It. Being able to sit with your emotions, like a four, is really comfortable doing, and being able to be lighthearted and fun, like a seven, right. can bring on, yeah. Well, and,
0: um, and another thing too is like it, it says, you know, the the fact that that like the moments of where, you know, things go like my final, my first final that I had when I was teaching went completely wrong. All the links I had went wrong. And so I was trying to figure out how do I, how do I recover? Like, Oh my God. And like, just be, Oh, you messed that up. You messed that up, messed that up. I'm like, but you know what? We yeah. just, we ended up having just a great discussion around how people grew as teachers wow. and still, you know, and being able to shut down that critic because if I, yeah. if I don't shut down the critic, I'm missing a yes. great, conversation that was happening and so it and, and the thing is it does not have to be perfect to be good right Ugh. still was good so still was true. good yeah it wasn't perfect yeah i'll learn something for next time but what i what happened there was good and to not let shut that critic down so that i can actually be in the moment and i guess i don't know that's yeah. that was healthy that was that healthy.
1: Is so good a skilled so, moment
0: maybe a, a skilled very moment.
1: skilled moment yeah that was awesome because you know there was just a ton of snafus like that oh across yeah. the world for the last year and a half oh my goodness
0: yeah you'd be like you look at the positive side well at least i had my you know my pants were on right <laughs> yeah you know, like like i didn't expose my like, there's so and, many other things yes, that happened that were so that, bad that is
1: your seven coming yeah, yeah, into exactly. reframe
0: fantastic great happen, Joel. Good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'll give every type um two little things that um they might consider doing and then one that we can think of toward one fantastic. That we great. so for the one um bring on the nostalgic might mm. be helpful to reflect back and look at the good moments that there've been in the classroom yeah. the last little bit um and then take an intentional time to be alone two little things um, for the one. And then what we can do to maybe serve the ones in our lives is remember, remind them that they don't have to conquer the world
0: in one day. And just to real quick, that one about being nostalgic and looking back, because yeah, then when you, you, you look think? back, you can see, you can mm-hmm. see where you were where then where you are now you see growth. And then you can yeah. say, that's good. That's good. Yes. It might not be perfect, but it's good. So that's a, and that's, good. that's a good measure. That's a good help for teachers is to recognize I didn't even know how to do anything on zoom before. And now I'm teaching lessons and it might not have been a perfect lesson, but it's a, I taught a lesson. It was a good lesson.
1: Yeah. That's so good. Um, Okay. So let's look at our type twos. And um, I think there's probably a potential lot of type twos who are teachers or teachers or the helper,
0: lots of type twos. Yes.
1: Mm, 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 mm. So, so awesome. And they're so good at seeing the needs of others and meeting the needs of others that, that their identity can sometimes blur into I am a helper, therefore I am, and um, losing their own self, I, their identity um, and their needs and not able to vocalize their needs or even come bring bring them to mind and express them. They can start to ignore um, their own needs. And that can bring up for two, a place of anger. Mm-hmm. Two's stress number is eight. And eights tend to take up a lot of space and be really, you know, angry not necessarily in a bad way but just in a really active way um and twos tend to be you know in the background serving or just you know wanting to constantly pour out to others but when they can get some of that eight that can be their trigger and say oh my goodness I'm so angry what is under that like you said you know looking at the emotions that are under that and being able to see you know anger is a secondary emotion and Mm -hmm. is there sadness is there um you know fear under their, um, the inner critic kind of pulls in there too um, with the ones, but, but yeah, um, looking at the anger and seeing what that is, but then thinking about the eight and the power of the eight, the two mm-hmm. that says, well, no, 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 I don't need anything. I'm fine. How can I serve you say, well, Hey, I need this and assert themselves and speak up um, and advocate for their own needs yeah, yeah. Um, and take up that space like the eight would do and um, continuing that awareness.
0: And I think we saw that too with some teachers, like say, these are, these are some needs that I have, or this is, you know, in order to make this thing work here, here here's my, and and also the, the, the leaders were a little bit more accommodated because they knew that this was something that new. And so we need to accommodate what our teachers might need. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. But to keep Um, that, keep that now, like, you know, like, hold on to it. Right. Hold on to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so just simply telling others what you need is one of my, um, little tips for twos and then letting others reach out to you. Like you've reached out to them, um, mm-hmm. is really, really important. And then for caring for twos in our, um, communities and families and schools is, you know, think of something you could plan or do that's meaningful for that person that they can
0: feel thought of and cared for. Yeah. Help the helpers.
1: Help the yeah. helpers. Yeah. Um, for threes. Threes are driven by their achievements and just, you know, go, 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 and super great at getting things done, accomplishing things. Um, but the rat race can just erode and not to um minimize it because they're, you know the rat race. I don't mean that, but um, but just the huge load that it is to be a teacher and all the tasks that there are to do in a day with a class full of students. um, Never ending, yeah. Never ending, and so you know burnout can come when you're just like I just can't even I can't get stuff done and things happen during the day in the classroom that prevent stuff from happening. Things happen, and that can be so frustrating, especially two or three that feels like I'm going to equate my success with if my to-do list got finished. Mm -hmm. So that's super discouraging. And, um, as their burnout amps up, they're just feeling like they want to just numb out like a nine, they go to a nine in stress and a nine, um, at their worst is like totally, um, you know, oblivious and numbed out and, um, unaware, not engaged with things. And so for threes, they can sort of just be like, I'm done. I, I can't affect any change. So why bother? Um, but if they look to the higher, the, um, healthier set of nines, the skills, um, perspective, just to, to look at how nines can understand everyone's perspective and have unity that they can create. And so threes can tend to be less in tune with their emotions, but looking to the high side of nine, they can, um, a take intentional breaks. Like, yeah, you should totally take breaks. Just don't yes. let it be the buildup that you, you're forced to just shut down. But that we're going to plan for more regular than we think we need breaks. Make a
0: task to be a break.
1: Exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Um, check that baby off. Yeah, you can check it off. And then, uh, the, uh, kind of a suggestion, kind of going along with this for for threes, is to ask somebody how they feel and then really listen. Mm-hmm. and then express how you really feel. One of the tips for um, threes in our lives um, is help them let their hair down. They work so hard and they have a hard time stopping those tasks. Um, just help them let their hair down. And then to the three, um, intentionally um, fail sometimes. Let it be a teacher to you and be able to be a little more comfortable with it. Um that Yeah, so that, and then um, creating rhythms of rest, kind of like we said.
0: Yeah, excellent.
1: Okay, um, moving on to the four. Um, fours tend to just be so good at feeling things really deeply, being super creative and expressive. Ian has said that um, fours can see the tunnel at the end of the light, which I thought was so <laughs> funny, um, but they can be comfortable in the dark and so that can be kind of a gift when we're you know going through difficult times like these have been that um, fours can, can have that gift of being, being okay with some of that and being able to walk with people through that. But when fours get into their um, struggle of, you know, just so deeply into the despair, they can, be, they can start to spin around with just thinking about um, not being seen, not being understood. And it's just this awful cycle of just being in yourself and um, feeling like nobody sees, nobody cares, kind of back to the two. The four goes mm-hmm. to the two and stress where, yeah, my needs aren't even a thing. No one cares. No one sees. Um, And so that can be so discouraging for them. But if they look again to the high side of two and start to maybe serve someone, it can bring them out of that awful cycle of like, I'm, you know, I'm not seen. I'm not special. I'm not blah, blah, blah. Um, Just a little small act of serving somebody else um, can bring bring some good help to the fore to to care for themselves by caring for other people which is kind of weird but some of our types are just like that
0: yeah well i mean there's there's some research saying like you get more joy out of serving others um than just gaining something for yourself so like getting a cookie versus giving a cookie like you get a little bit more um i don't know happiness or whatever but then also too this reminds me so i had a a dark time. I mean, I'm, I'm not a four, but I think I had a mm-hmm. time when I was kind of caught in some of this. Sad, where I realized everything I had was an every every connection I had outside of my family was an appointment. Where it was we needed to accomplish something. It was a meeting. It was scheduled. It was like uh. a thing, and it was like that was bad. Like just it yeah. just like it was like walking the dog. I'm like tearing yeah. up. I'm like what is going on yeah. here? <laughs> like this is bad. And so we decided to have this thing we called Friday Fish Fry, which was an open Zoom meeting with a couple friends. And we just started up on Friday, like for lunch, you know, we'd eaten our lunch or whatever, You're just shoving food in on the Fun. zoo. But just having a relaxed, just show up and be human for a yeah. bit and have lunch like humans do and just having that moment. And, and so, and then, you know, one of the people in the fish, like made food and, and delivered it to everybody wow. and left it on the door. And like oh again during goodness. high pandemic time. And it was just like, it was one of those things that was like, it brought, it just was what I, it was what I needed, but it was like mm. might have been like then an, uh, create an needed. opportunity for this other person yeah. to serve others, and that gives them a good. And then
1: yeah.
0: it's just I don't know. There's lot there was a lot of positive feelings, and we still we still do it. We just did it at a picnic table That's today so this afternoon. So it's like it's just a great practice, and I think and that sounds like something like. Maybe someone who's mm-hmm. a poor might benefit from to get to that healthy spot, like, yeah. hey, let's do this. And I want to serve people and, and someone make them a cookie or delivers, you know, send them a coffee, whatever.
1: Yeah. Just kind of, and we all need that sometimes just to get out of our own selves. And some of our, some types are just a lot more self referencing, my type being one of them. So I feel like I can say that. Um, what is your type of, again? Seven.
0: Seven, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sevens and fours can love to spend a lot of time thinking about themselves. So, (laughs) um, so I can relate to the four that can just sort of feel lost um, sometimes in our own world of um, what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing or whatever. So, um, so yeah. Uh, Any other little comments about the classroom or anything? We're good. Um, Oh yeah. So then I guess too, is like
0: you think about opening up times for kids to serve each other. You think about that, like, you know,
1: Mm, Oh my goodness.
0: You know? And like,
1: yeah.
0: It's like, not like, Oh, I'm asking them to do something like, versus like I'm giving them an opportunity Opportunity. to use, to maybe give themselves a little joy, you know? And, and like, I get to help out and like, you do see that if you, you know, a lot of the element you see, like there's kids that they like to serve, you know? And so that, if they if we're not doing that if we're worried about social distance, like how can you figure out other ways to serve but then now that we're coming out of that like ways to serve like and and knowing too like if you get joy out of that something to embrace you know
1: yes oh i i'm so glad that you said that as with all of these practices empowering the students empowering Mm -hmm. um, them to be practicing these things and it's a lifelong sort of
0: and your kids. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, A whole holistic way of, you know, just being a person. Um, so just two little tips, um, or three, I guess all together for the fours, um, what's wrong with ordinary. Sometimes fours can be, um, just so set on something being really special and extraordinary. And then, um, there's life out here too, outside of our realm of ourself. And then, um, something for the fours in our lives, we can, um, I've I got several of these tips from a book that I'm going to recommend um, nice. at the end, but it's called Take Care of Your Type. And she says, be the string to their balloon. And I loved that image. Of, nice. you know, They might be going off over here and we're just going to be like, oh, well, tell me more about that. Or um, let me go with you to that creative <laughs> um, experience or whatever. Um, so, So yeah, wonderful, wonderful gifts from the fours. All right, moving on to fives the investigative thinker. Um, Fives are so good at observing and learning and they're head-centered people. So they're just, you know, really studious and great at mastering concepts, Um, super comfortable at being alone. But um, again, when kind of that goes to the extreme, they're so alone, they don't want to depend on anybody else. Their energy is is toast and gone um, and they can just really... Become less focused, they go to a seven in stress mm-hmm. and they feel, they feel scattered and um, just uh, stuck and unfocused. And so yeah, yeah. what they can do that the seven, you know, looking from the darker side of the seven to the lighter side of seven, the higher side is um, build in some more fun into their life. Think make things a little bit more lighthearted and also body Um, stuff can be really good for fives because they can tend to be alone a lot or just studious. And so they're less likely to generally to, you know, get out and run or take a walk or whatever. And so it's really awesome when they can, um, just, you know, empower their bodies to just be active. And that, I think you and I've both noticed that when you're, when you're physically, you know, moving or whatever, that just helps your brain kind of take a a different little tactic on life or a different, um, takes a break. Yeah. Uh, so then some little tips for fives would be to discover your inner lion. They're so good at being yeah. kind of quiet in the background um, and believe you are not a burden. And then um, for the fives in our lives, we can learn about what they love with them in a way, nice. as a way
0: of validating them. Um, I was wondering, like with the fun yeah. side and just, go play with me with this a little bit so like if you had a like so deep thinker right and they need maybe they're so you know in that space and like yeah maybe a brace a little when that's stressful they get a little bit scattered so maybe to focus them could be like even i'm thinking about a math thing give me a mathematical argument why taylor swift is better better than nickelback or something like that And, and then all of a sudden like Um, yeah yeah and like now it's like (laughs) deep thinking focused in on something fun and playful right and and like all of a sudden like getting that focus and you know you could think of like some I think your your husband and I have had some irrational arguments (laughs) about something where we go deep in (laughs) but like you know that playful sort of thing but using some of those same strengths and like it could be, could be that way to like knock you out a little bit of the, mm-hmm. a, of a funk or something like that. And so really focused in on something really fun, and then that probably gives you a little bit of perspective as well. Yeah. And so you know, as like a tool for something playful. But then also you think even from a, a an educational perspective, you can do a lot with that. Like you can make a mathematical argument. You got some Spotify numbers and things like that. You could do some things. Also, you get like the writing of the argument. Ladies and gentlemen, and let me tell you, the strengths of Nickelback's catalog. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, oh, my
1: goodness. You got a whole unit study going there on you go. there.
0: Oh, my goodness. I got, uh, Nickelback's going to love this episode, man. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But
0: I distract. My bad. <laughs> no,
1: not at all. No, that's, you're adding color and uh, texture to all this because I think... <laughs> One of the overall things that I I feel is so important with self-care is creativity. Mm. And a lot of people like with math say, I'm not a math person, which I think isn't true, right. but they maybe don't realize it. And I feel the same way about creativity. A lot of people feel like I'm not creative. Well, mm-hmm. you, you are, but you may not think that it looks like creativity looks right, but it is still. It
0: doesn't have to be a Picasso painting to show your creativity. Like there's lots right. of ways to show your creativity.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah, the playful creativity and playfulness too. Playfulness right. and creativity. Just yeah, really great. Um, okay. So we'll move on to the six. Type six. The loyalist.
0: I think um, a lot of teachers might be sixes too.
1: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You've seen a lot of teachers come through your mm-hmm. door, so I believe you. Yeah. Um, but super faithful sixes are so faithful and really devoted dutiful to their communities um great at troubleshooting and yet they have kind of like the one an inner committee except or an inner critic except their inner critic is not just one voice that's devastating it's a whole committee of people or of voices or of you know that sense that all all these people think that i'm doing bad and not not on the right track um so they can go toward the three in stress and a three when they're stressed out is like, Oh, you know, what is everybody thinking of me? Oh, I'm a failure. Oh, Mm. you know, forget it. And now I, or I should do something to impress um, people and I might even get arrogant in my um, struggle down the negative path of threes. Um, But when I pause and look at how I could confidently move forward as a six and take that three toward the gift side, um, that just helps a, a, a six to just do, you know, to f- remember that they are, they have power, they have wisdom right. to share and the world needs that wisdom. agency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of little tips for, um, for sixes is to be proud of being cautious. Oh my goodness. That saves oh, teams that they're on from, you know, going off the cliff And um, I love this one. Love yourself as much as your pet loves you. (laughs) Uh, And then for sixes in our lives, um, remind them of their talent and capability. They're in a stance that's not, you know, going to put themselves out there. They're not in the assertive stance. And so they can just struggle with like, not really thinking they've got anything to offer. So it's really powerful when they can be reminded of their talent and capability.
0: So probably like shoulder tapping, a six and saying like, you know what we like the cautious side like. Wow, you really uh, and it probably helped a lot with like protocols and things for yes. getting things done or you know making sure a plan is good before we roll it out to a whole you know classroom or a whole school District, full of people. Yeah. But even just yeah that that idea of shoulder tapping and give them confidence in their ability and to do things because again if they're overly cautious and then they're frozen, well how do we get them to move forward? But still giving them, acknowledging their gifts, their giftedness is probably something pretty, and, yeah. and then the, the loyalists, like that's going to yeah. pay dividends a long way. For yeah,
1: right. They're already loyal, even if you don't right. remind them, but, but super powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Moving on to the seven, the enthusiast um, sevens are great at brainstorming at um, abundance, <laughs> collecting <laughs> lots of resources and ideas. Um, But that can overwhelm a person after you've got too many of them and make you feel scattered. Um, They can struggle with excess and to that. And, you know, never feeling satisfied can bring them to the dark side of the one and go into that black and white thinking of like, well, Mm. yeah, I'll never be able to do this. I'm the worst. And um, I'll just forget it, give up because I'm never going to be good. But then if we look toward the gift side of the one and say, Hey, well, what if I get a little bit of order, Mm -hmm. a little bit of structure And I go ahead and just work on my lesson plans for 15 minutes without stopping to Google something I could add to that lesson plan. Um, Then I'll reward myself with a little treat or whatever. Um, But that, that little bit of order and focus that the one can give um, along with the gentleness and grace that, you know, you, you are doing, you are doing okay and doing, doing good things.
0: Well, and as that point of like, I, you know, because going back to the, it's the one side, like thinking of focusing, like not improving, like, yeah, obviously you could improve lesson plans and stuff, but pouring that desire to help make things better into others. Right. Yes. And so that has been such a big help for mm-hmm. me. So like if these sevens and, you know, get that unhealthy spot, like that's a way to maybe focus some of that energy and things like, you know, cause I think that self-focus that self yeah. can, Knock you down, and yeah. so that's a, yeah, a little bit. You, you don't have to lie on the couch for this part of the episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking notes it, though, it
0: feels like the one, like, oh my gosh, now we're in the seven oh my gosh, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you have great ideas, Joel. There we go. I love, I love the language of ideas, that's yeah, yeah so good,
0: but, but yeah, like, I mean, these, it just love like you know, what I love about this, and I'm just pausing just for a second, is that, like. You're saying like, let's take this part, what we're in stress. It it's feels like it's a, a negative, but then you're turning it and think like, yeah. well, if you're in this space, there's, there's gifts, tools, abilities that yes. you can tap into as well. Right like there. when, yeah. there, when there's, it's just like when people don't, you know, people think, well, there's so much evil going on. Well, if there's evil, yeah. there's also really, there's good. There has to be like, you don't know that there's evil without the good. You don't know there's light without, there's dark without the light. And so like. You got to have, it's it's there, it's there, tap into it, you know? And so I love, I love that you, this is, I didn't know that this was the way this is going, but I'm so excited about this. I love it. So thank you. Oh, right. I'm Keep so going. glad. Well, yeah. it reminds
1: me just real sp- Quick, um, I have to tell you this part, and I don't think I said this on the last podcast. I'll be super embarrassed if I did. But um, with the, with music and composition, it's it's like that, too. If you're hitting a really terrible sounding chord or a terrible next note, and you're just like struggling and it doesn't it just doesn't seem right. That means you're you're super close to something mm. that's going to bring harmony or that's going to, um, you know, resolve it. So nice. I thought that I like was that. pretty that's pretty good. I found, um, what you said. I Mm love that. So for the sevens, um, get quiet every day. This, I know that I know this, but it's still really hard for me to do this. Um, feel so you can process. So those are the two tips for sevens. Um, and then for sevens in our lives, uh, give them freedom to dream.
0: No, excellent. Can I offer one? I love it. So being quiet, I think sometimes, you know, just being a little bit of mindful and like little exercises. There's the Center for the Healthy Mind offers some good exercises. But one Mm. of them that they would do is give me five, where it's like you put your hand out and you trace your hand and you count. Like one, and it's good for kids too, especially kindergarten. So like you're tracing your thumb, you're breathing in and then breathing out. And as you go down into the the crevice by your uh, first finger, and same thing down to the, the index finger and all the way through and get all through the five fingers. But what that does is again, focuses Great. on your breath, focuses yeah. on you tracing your finger. You're getting also, you're moving across your midline. That's also another good thing. Yes. But the other thing too, is just, if you ever just, and I don't know if you do this, if I ever just pause and I feel like, I'm just, I feel like I'm vibrate. Like I'm feel like I'm so like jacked up. Like if I just need to calm <laughs> down, like do give me five for, I'll do, you know, a couple of times I'll mm-hmm. get 10 or 15 and just, calm down for a second. And maybe that's a good thing for a seven. Like they get so just need to be still. And maybe that's something that, you know what, I can't do it for five minutes, but I can do it for 30 seconds and give myself five, you know, a couple of times. So I don't know those little things. And also think about that could be really good for kids too, is just, just calm down for a second. You know,
1: it's, yeah, those are such great reminders. I I have noticed that lately when I've just am sitting breathing and I have my hand on my chest, that. I don't know, that feels sort of like a comfort. It's weird where it just, it's a little, um, another just simple thing. And then another mindful thing that I learned about recently that I forgot about until just now is thinking about um, five things that you can see mm-hmm. and then four things that you can touch wherever you are, three things that you can hear, or maybe it's four that you can hear and three that you can touch. Um, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. And if you just haven't eaten, you can imagine and taste. But I just love that kind of checking in with your five senses mm. in a real simple way it can be a, yeah, just yeah. another way to kind of another little random brain break inserted into the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Love it.
1: So, um, so eights, let's go ahead with our eights. Um, the protective challenger yeah Aids are so awesome at taking charge getting things done taking action protecting um asserting themselves uh they if they you know continue on that to the extreme of course it can be not well received they can be worn out and not using their best judgment in their assertion and taking up um space or control in the room and that um That can erode to such a way that they will go toward a five in stress and just like put up a wall and totally stop. And eights um are just, you know, bring so much, so many gifts to us. All of the types do. And I wish we uh, I would dwell, I would love to dwell on the gifts and um, you know, just resonate those as we go too. But um, but I know we just don't have all day. But anyway, sometimes eights can mistake, um, uh, weakness for vulner- vulnerability. They can kind mm. of just really struggle with feeling like vulnerability is weakness. Um, when it really, it's a huge strength when we can be vulnerable with each other, trust yeah. each other with our vulnerability. Um, and so, uh, so they can look to the high side of five and kind of take that time to breathe or to sort of notice how they are in the room and maybe maybe go for a run by themselves or whatever. But like uh, the two is another line from the eight and that's where the vulnerability piece kind of comes in where mm-hmm. a two is gonna serve others. And when an eight can kind of be vulnerable and show up for somebody emotionally and maybe share emotionally, that vulnerability can really be healing for them with the right, you know, trusted person.
0: Right. And we just uh, did the culture code on a previous episode and, you know, they talked about high performing successful groups. And the second skill was about this idea of being, or, but being safety, but part of that was uh, vulnerability is like having vulnerability in group. And just to, to know that that's a skill, man. And that, that is showing, that is showing strength It's to say like, I don't know everything. I mean, like you get more respect and more, you know, just to know as a, a teacher, like, I don't have all the answers is, is okay. Because that means that you're not depending on the teacher for everything. You know, like a teacher doesn't give you all the information, like you're creating the information on your own. So because teacher's not always going to be there. Right. And so like the fact that you can think and and move on your own without a teacher is like, that's the goal. And so as a teacher, not to put all of that on you is like, you're facilitating this environment. And so it's okay to say, I don't know and things like that. So yeah, it's strength.
1: It it is I agree with you as far as that, you know, when you hear a leader say something like that, it almost gives them more credibility that, you know, they're human and they know they're aware. (laughs) It's like if
0: somebody in the pandemic was, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, (laughs) I (laughs) don't trust you anymore.
1: (laughs) Right. Totally. Yeah. So, um, just some ideas for AIDS is, uh, explore what's under your anger. Mm. Think for a little bit more about the emotions. Um, it can be hard for AIDS to sit with their emotions um, and then, to slow the edges of your days, I love that idea of you know taking oh. that time, like we've said with margin for everybody, mm. but but for eights can be just like this thing and then this thing and then this thing, but to look, take that spot at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, just kind of step back again, kind of the five space, um taking the positive side of five to just sort of breathe and maybe reflect a little bit, and then for um eights that are in our lives to accept their intensity. And you know, celebrate it when you can. It's really can validate them. And finally, our type nines are peaceful mediators. Nines are really great at seeing everybody else's perspective, at making peace, at um, unifying a group or a class. But um, that can become overwhelming as they, you know, go to the extreme degree and mm. can numb out and feel paralyzed. To do anything with conflict after conflict after conflict and things not being feeling smooth. Um, the worst case scenario, thinking of a six in a hard place can come in for the nine and, and render them, you know, totally unable to function. But if they look toward the healthy side of sixes, the skill set of the sixes and their gifts is faithful, is um, courage, is showing up. Yeah, for the group. And so that kind of presence for a nine can really help bring them into the moment. And if they can stay and engage in that presence, that's, that's a good way to come out of um, the stress and also to find their voice and um, to really be able to share their voice and remember that their
0: voice really matters. You think that, you know, with, you know, thinking about the overwhelmingness of knowing all these different situations that people are in, in the pandemic. And that could be, I I would assume it'd be overwhelming for a nine, but like having the message of, I can, I can, if I'm present for one and do what I can for one, and you know, I can't, I just have to admit, I can't do it for everybody, but I can for at least one here. And then, and then that can help make it a little bit more manageable. And then going from there, even though like with, I can help out my class. I can help out, you know, my, my teaching partner or something like that. just, I don't know. It seemed like trying to, it's not shut down, but like trying to focus in on what is within your realm of control. I don't yeah. know. If that.
1: yeah. yeah. That's, that's very eloquent. Thank you. <laughs>
0: It's really I mean, good this market that I, I don't think i've ever been called eloquent that's great <laughs> that's oh wonderful. you're that's totally eloquent <laughs> well, you got a ton of that's twice wow great
1: <laughs> ideas and so our tips for nines is you know um is voice your preferences open up mm-hmm. to your friends and then uh know when to walk away i think it can be really hard for nines that that do feel that faithfulness to something and um and understanding all the perspectives it can be hard to stop themselves and say this this isn't for me to do um so so that i mean yeah on the one hand it's sort of like numbing out but it's more of an intentional choosing presence maybe in a different more healthy way
0: was that a margin too is like need to create margin for Mm. yourself so that you're not so you disconnect a little bit from a situation yeah. possibly cuz again you're going to take it all in um yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah i like that you called that margin that that connects to that concept too i think yeah. um and then one last tip for the nines in our lives to ask them questions and listen to them and we both have just fantastic nines in our lives in our homes yes. and my um, nine and yours are so good at asking other people questions and so good at listening to others. And I loved this little reminder that, Oh yeah, it's really good to ask them questions and take time to
0: really hear them. Well, and two, you know, when I've, I figured out after a few years is asking questions, but not trying. So in thinking about how, who I am, not trying to solve things, and just ask the question and listen I hear you, I understand. I'm empathizing with and like they want to be heard, and yet do you want a solution? Because I got one. <laughs> like, I got a view. <laughs> but if you know, don't, I'll just yeah. i just sit off to the side. You know, but but like you said, listen, be present there. And like that's so much just to have somebody to communicate with, like, because they hear everybody, they want to be heard too. Yes. So yes.
1: Yeah, that's That's really good. My personality wants to jump in and go, oh yeah, I've got an idea just like that. Or I love your idea, but even, even the enthusiasm or the solution offered is, is there's a place for that, but the, the listening
0: is very important giving space. So, I mean, even thinking from an educational leader perspective, if you have, Mm. if you know of somebody that's a peacemaker and they're tapped into your, they're, they're valuable, but you know, take it in as listening, but not, you like they're going to tap you into the, some of that information but like you know it's probably not like well we should do this they like eh, just take it in just take it in <laughs> like yeah. take in the information and then think about how to respond and they work with think- your performers maybe later to respond. right <laughs> yeah.
1: right as yeah. you've got a group around the table of of mm-hmm. educators you might have to really draw out the nine and kind of find out investigate what they think because they may not they well Todd has said before just like oh you know I'm just gonna wait and you know somebody might have something better to say than I have to say or you know if everybody has something to say that then they don't need to hear what I have to say and so that yeah just being able to draw out nines
0: um, yeah and tap and almost like that shoulder tapping in and say hey you make sure this gets heard yeah yeah um so you know I know I sent you a whole list of questions and I've taken more time than I said I would so I wonder if there's other things that you wanted to make sure you shared. Um, because I know you thought out a lot about what to share here and really appreciate it. But what what did what did you wanna what else did you wanna yeah. make sure that that if people think about self-care and the Enneagram, what should they know? What maybe what's a maybe a final takeaway or or other th- final takeaways yeah. if you want to say that? In general. Um, or resources too.
1: Overall. Yeah. Um so I think again, just the Enneagram is such a great tool for compassion as we learn more about it and learn more mm-hmm. about ourselves, that kind of knowledge as you sit through, um, you know, the billion things that are online or just, you know, one like today, um, it it can bring compassion for the people in your life. I heard some, somebody talking the other day about, um, you know, being on the next door app and she was like, Oh, I, I, I think maybe that person could be a type blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) while we are not supposed to type others, what she, the point she made was um, that helped her understand where they were coming from. It gave her compassion for them. She wasn't doing it in a judging way, but just saying that person is probably looking for control. That person is feeling like things are out of control or that person is probably looking for security or right. to be seen. And I love that. I thought that um, anytime we can use the Enneagram Enneagram to um, to just have an open mind for a compassionate perspective on how others are seeing the world. Yeah, That's empathy huge.
0: for other. Yeah. Yes. Thinking about other. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: So, so huge. But then just thinking about um, before I share the resources, um, I just have to always say, you know, music for all of our, centers of intelligence, our bodies are heads and our hearts music is such a powerful easy way to have Mm self-care if you make up a playlist of your favorite songs and whether you're dancing to them or writing to them or just laying there listening to it that can be such a great tool and then creativity like we touched on in the middle just there's there's just so many ways people can be creative whether they're you know baking or doing visual arts or an athlete in his in his or her like you know doing their best in a play of um you know like even a football player a basketball player or or whatever can just be like a work of art um mm-hmm. and so just thinking about art in a really wide context of how yeah. people can I think that can be very healing to pay attention to that and then again the margin just really making space in our minds and our hearts and um, our schedules and our yeah. just the rooms on our desks mm-hmm. making a little bit of space um, for reflection and, and attention this is a little book take care of your type by christina wilcox and she i got um, several little of my tips and things um from from this book that she has and she's got a lot of you know great little little pieces definitely put that one in the show notes put that one in the show notes and then suzanne stabile has a brand new book coming out um i think it's called the journey to wholeness um, or something along those lines. So that's coming in November. And then Ian has, uh, some videos about each number in stress. And I, I think Ian Cron
0: has a new book coming out too.
1: Oh, he okay. very well may.
0: And I can't remember what it is, but I saw it was, there's pre-orders, but I'll put a link in. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. More links. I'm sure that's going to be a good one. And then I'll have a little PDF of kind of like a self-care self check-in, um, that people can download if they oh, want. Beautiful.
0: And I know that the first time we put one in uh, for the first episode, which is still available, um, people love that. So this will be great to do that again. So awesome.
1: Good. Well, thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I mean, these are great. And, and again, I think this is just a, a huge empathy That's exercise true. to think about the people mm-hmm. around us and how we can get a better understanding of how we're viewing the world but how they're viewing the world and then also to think about self-care with related to those things and how one we can care for ourselves but how we can also provide care to others and and like because you know there is self-care but i mean we're talking about self-care but we're also if we care for each other too man we're all in a better place that's beautiful so beautiful yeah well thank you nancy all right there we go that was it uh that was a great conversation. And again, you know, we're, we're Nancy's still here um, and we're kind of doing a little bit of break, but we want to talk about some of the things we teased before we jumped into the episode. But I don't know, any any thoughts or things that you want to share before, or if you just want to go in to start talking about the workbook. Sure.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, um, in reflecting on all this stuff, I, I realized I love the Enneagram, um, but there's so much, as far as like, there's a lot of people out there that'll talk about by type, you know, what you can do in self-care. And I mentioned, I think some books and in my PDF, there's some books, but, um, I just feel like there's so much in each of the centers of intelligence, the head, the heart and the body. And, but when you think about all of those integrated together, to me, that's kind of, you know, the essence of a person, the soul of a person. And that sort of speaks to my pivot. Um, into spiritual direction. We can talk about that in a minute here too, but, but yeah, just my workbook that I, we thought we'd maybe just share a couple of highlights um, with is just, it really spends a lot of time on the centers of intelligence and, and some other things, lots of other concrete ways to kind of, you know, tease out like, well, what, what do I need right now? What, what kinds of self-care practices can I implement? And um, maybe even naming people that can help me maintain those and make them more regular practices.
0: What I like about the workbook and and again, we'll have links to it in the show notes um, is it reminds me there's these books and one of them we've featured on the podcast books on instructional strategies. So one that we featured on the podcast is called Joyful Learning by Alice Weisselner. She was a legend and she is a legend in in inclusive education. But um, but the the thing about the book is like, here's some things you can do in the classroom to make your teaching more dynamic, more cooperative, more inclusive. Mm. And it's not like, these are the thing exact things you need to do, and it's like a recipe you need to follow it. But it's like it's like a spark. It's like hey, ooh, I could do that. And so what yeah. I love about the workbook is like you know just having these practices or having these things. Like yeah, those are great things to do in and of itself. Just do them. though. and if they help you, great. But if like ooh, I want to tweak them. It's great, and they, or if it sparks something else that That's you want right. to do, and I mean, and so I, I love that you know, hey, here's a bunch of different ways that you can you know take care uh, of yourself, and I, I appreciate that. So
1: good, yeah, just kind of a jumping off point. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, but the web, so we're going to direct them to the website. So the website is going to be kind of a your home for thinking about this new direction that you're taking.
1: Yeah, exactly. My website is called as um, contemplatehope.com. I um, am pivoting. I still love the Enneagram and I don't know if I've ever mentioned the Simba's pre-marriage co- coaching, but still doing all those things. But but my main kind of umbrella over everything is spiritual direction. Um, this Just this fall, I began spiritual direction school with sustainable faith. Um, and for people, for maybe listeners who haven't heard of spiritual direction, spiritual directors, hold sacred restful space with intention and encouragement for others to notice God's presence in the glorious and mundane moments of our lives. These sessions are also important important spaces to lean closer to God in the wrestling and waiting of harder seasons of life for, you know, whether someone's part of a faith tradition or not, um, all are welcome. Um, So it's a really neat organization. I'm super excited to be part of what they're doing and be trained by them um and getting to know my cohort and reading the books i told you about anatomy of the soul which is just a, another phenomenal book um and that book brings neuroscience into self-care or brings self-care into neuroscience i don't know however you might say it brings really together looking, <laughs> looking at your brain and how it works and so if anybody's interested particularly in self-care for the mind um and again to the soul um that that is just an, an amazing book so so yeah um contemplate website. And, um, I don't know, I, just a couple of highlights maybe from the workbook. Should we yeah, yeah, share sure. a thing or two there? There's well,
0: a tease the out in the workbook. Tease there it out a little Love bit. It.
1: There's, um, yeah, just three different pages. One for the body, the heart and the mind. There's some journal entries and practices. Um, and just kind of my little, if you don't remember anything else, um, four words that start with M create margin. Mm. Any way that we can create a little bit of visible space in our work area, in our homes, and on our calendar. Mm. I think that's super valuable yes. and easy to let it go. That's the first thing that just, you know, doesn't uh-huh. happen. Music. Find music that moves you that motivates you that you know reassures you that invigorates you just you know cannot say enough for the spotify playlist and just how beautiful it is in 2021 to be like you know here's my song where is it i can listen to it anywhere anytime that's
0: just so cool i have a playlist called happy clappy um, that's i'm gonna have
1: to look that up yeah i have to add that to my little area too um Movement, you know, go move your body. Just, just getting that integrated um, movement can help us get out of this, the places that we're stuck, which is so important. And then mirth. Mirth is like a super old fashioned word, um, but I wanted an M word for laughter. And um, I thought of mirth and I looked it up. And it means amusement and literally laughter. Nice. Um, it starts with M. So we've got margin, music, move your body and mirth. Um, Just, you know, what makes you laugh? Who are the funniest Mm. people that you know? What do you, you know, I'm sure there's websites and videos and people that we follow that make us laugh. And that's awesome. Um, I have one actually to share Um, super briefly. I don't know for sure that this is going out before Christmas, but um, whenever it goes out, um, this website has been just Really a great resource for giving gifts to people that will usually make them laugh. It's called pranko.com. I don't know if you've seen these no. gift boxes, Joel. They are prank gift boxes. <laughs> and I just um, if if listeners are still hanging in there after all this, these moments of <laughs> listening to me and my little ramblings, um, hopefully, if nothing else, they'll get a funny idea for something that they can give away to nice. somebody. They have a gravy fountain, there is a box. <laughs> For a gravy fountain, and it just sounds
0: like a great idea.
1: I mean, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if a gravy fountain sounds interesting to you, or at least fun to watch someone open and think that they're getting a gravy fountain,
0: they're like, "Oh, oh okay." So, we had a mm. box that we were sitting around, and this was when the Wii was like as popular as it was. It was like a Wii house cleaning like game. Oh my goodness! It was like yeah. you, you put like a broom on the Wii thing, and it would act like you are it. Like it was like people were like. Is this serious? And then they open it up and there's something else in it. Was, yeah, Exactly. So that, that box went around many, many times. Like, Oh gosh, got the wee, yeah. you know, mopping a, kit. same thing.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but it's yeah. the very same idea. There's, there's bacon scented dryer sheets. I mean, just, you know, there's just something Again, for everyone on idea. this website. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that um, anything we can do to just make ourselves um, or, you know, bring to light that light hearted yeah. joy get that. Um, and, uh, and then just less technology, you know, the time that we can step back from that is, is really great. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, create margin, find music, go move and get some mirth
0: in your well, life. That's, that's great. I, I appreciate you putting that, uh, PDF together. And I know that's going to be some, a nice resource that people can access, um, through your website. Again, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, and I, and I do appreciate And I just, one, one more thing is like, there has been talk about there's, I mean, there's a lot of talk about mental health, Mm self-care, all that sort of stuff. There's been a lot of talk, but some of that has been lip service. And some people are calling people out on it But be like, Hey, yeah, you're talking about, you know, taking care of our teachers, but yet, you know, your demands are more and more and more all the time or, you know, or in in all all different fields, not just in education. And so it's, this is not just lip service. So, and I appreciate you coming on to the, for the intro and, and this outro part to you know wrap around this episode and be like hey what let's actually put the actions not you know the, hey we see that check engine light let's let's make sure to pay attention to that and then giving tangible actions that people can take and i i really appreciate it nancy
1: mm, well thank you for letting me come on first for this little p.s and
0: yeah yeah like, oh, this <laughs> is a great idea a delight awesome so thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Amazon Planet podcast. Uh, the show notes will be found at amidonplanet.com forward slash episode uh, 63. You know all the different ways. You can uh, like, subscribe, review, follow, all those sorts of things wherever you get the podcast. You can follow us on at Amazon Planet on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, else twitter yeah all those are out there where we put the updates on ne- next episodes coming out we have the Amazon planet bookshop and the Amazon planet bookstore which you can go to the links at the bottom of amazonplanet.com. not very prominent now but i've got uh, a crack team of assistants my daughter i'm gonna put her on trying to promote that a little bit more in the in the, in the future but thanks again to uh nancy for sharing her time and expertise we want to thank matt mifflin our our fellow cousin. Here we go for the music in this episode. It's just a family affair. We're like the Jackson five only different. Uh, And finally, thank you to all of you out there who are seeking to teach better and be the good in the world by investing the lives of others. This world is a better place because you have decided to use the gifts you've been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do. Peace.